This free program is paid for by the listener members of KPFK. If you're not already a member, consider joining with us and keep free speech alive. You're going to love this. Just love it. Oh, will you? Really, really don't. I got the feeling that something right. Never is. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. Scared. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Uh-huh. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. Yes, I am stuck in the middle with you. Once again, right here live on the broadcast. On KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, and of course, coast to coast and round the globe on KPFK.org. You can also listen to the broadcast anytime you want over on the Stitcher Radio app and the TuneIn Radio app. And I hope you will if you miss one jam-packed second of the broadcast. I am, of course, Brad Friedman, your friendly citizen uh, blogger, investigative journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me, if no one else. Broadcasting live again this afternoon. Good to be here. Good to be back. My thanks go out to uh, Angie Coiro of indeepradio.com for filling in for me last week uh which means happy new year haven't talked to you since uh since the turn of the new year haven't talked to you live at least so uh happy new year and again my thanks to Angie Coiro and by the way if you missed her show her broadcast last week it was great make sure you stop by the uh, KPFK or archives um she was talking about the uh the rape case in Steubenville Ohio um with a really interesting guest and some terrific callers. Um, so, And if you missed it, you'll still want to catch it over at kpfk.org. Speaking of callers and terrific or otherwise, I'd love to hear from you this afternoon now that uh, Herr Obama has uh, released his uh, gun-grabbing regulations, his executive orders. Our phone number is 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. All right, let me get some of this in order because we, uh, you know, I've been scrambling all morning since this, uh, this outrageous, outrageous announcement this morning from, uh, from Barack Obama, uh, before his uh, 23 scandalous, scandalous executive actions that dictator Obama signed today to rob us of our freedom of our liberty, and to uh, move forward in his uh, unquenchable thirst for tyranny. Sure, they laughed last week when Matt Drudge responded to Vice Dictator Biden's remarks uh, about the use of executive action by Obama. You may have seen it over at the Drudge Report uh, in huge red letters. White House threatens executive orders on guns. Below a picture of Adolf Hitler... Joseph Stalin, yeah, well, understandably, 
uh, uh, you know, people were outraged about that, were disturbed, were, con- were concerned, were upset at what gun-grabbing Obama was about to do. But now that Herr Obama has maniacally and tyrannically signed these 23 gun-grabbing executive orders just this afternoon, and I'll get to them in a second, Without anybody's permit, without anybody's permission, where does the president of the United States get off signing presidential executive orders? If you have any idea, let me know. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. So, so yeah, who's laughing now? Well, certainly not Washington Times columnist Emily Miller, who tweeted, uh, today during his uh, dur- during Obama's uh, press conference, she wrote uh, 23 executive items. King George just danced a jig on his grave. It wasn't just Washington Times uh, right-wing columnist Emily Miller, however, who was outraged. Fox News radio host Todd Starnes uh, had a few well-placed tweets. He wrote, uh, Obama... He quotes Obama saying, with rights come responsibilities. Oh, really? Do they, Mr. Obama? He's justifying the destruction of our Constitution, said Todd Starnes. He went on to tweet, Obama to spend 500 million taxpayer dollars to get our guns. You're darn right, to get our guns. Todd Starnes went on to say also on the Twitters, Obama now invoking Reagan's name in his unconstitutional gun grab. And finally, Todd Starnes said, freedom ends, tyranny begins. Then there's super genius Republican voter fraud crusader Matthew Vadim, uh, who as ever uh, has his uh, big thumb firmly on the pulse of America. He courageously noted this afternoon what I think what all of us are thinking today. Uh, he said that Americans must stand up and say enough to Obama. Impeach him. Remove him from office, says Matthew Vadim. So far, says Vadim, gun, uh, Obama's gun, quote, reforms range from the useless to the dangerous, more Castro-like grandstanding. It's time, he said, to impeach him. Well, just to give you a few ideas. Well, you know what? Let me let me let uh, uh, dictator Obama speak for himself here. Uh, here is uh, let's play a, a couple of his clips from uh, from today from this press conference. This announcement this morning, where at the end he signed these uh, 23 executive orders, dictator orders, no doubt. Uh, here is uh, here's Obama at the beginning of that press conference. While there is no law or set of laws that can prevent every senseless act of violence completely, no piece of legislation that will prevent every tragedy, every act of evil, if there is even one thing we can do, to reduce this violence, if there's even one life that can be saved, then we've got an obligation to try. Oh, okay. So now we're just going to save even one life and take away all of our God-given Second Amendment rights. Is there anything he won't do? I'll read you some of these outrageous executive actions in a second. Here's one more clip from him also talking about these uh, these executive actions from the press conference this morning. President, in quotes, Barack Obama. As soon as I'm finished speaking here, I will sit at that desk and I will sign a directive giving law enforcement, schools, mental health professionals, and the public health community 
some of the tools they need to help reduce gun violence. We will make it easier to keep guns out of the hands of criminals by strengthening the background check system. We will help schools hire more resource officers if they want them and develop emergency preparedness plans. We will make sure mental health professionals know their options for reporting threats of violence, even as we acknowledge that someone with a mental illness is far more likely to be a victim of violent crime than the perpetrator. A directive giving law enforcement, schools, mental health professionals, and the public health community some of the tools they need to help reduce gun violence. Shocking. He puts the O in impeachment. Now, here are some of those. Uh, we'll get to your calls in a minute. 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. We'd love to hear from you. We believe in democracy. We believe in discussion. We would love to hear your thoughts on uh, on Obama's actions taken today. He signed uh, 23 executive orders uh, and made recommendations for, I believe it's uh, another seven or so. Uh, oh, not seven. Nine. Nine recommendations he made to Congress to uh, help improve gun safety in this country, says he. I say, of course, it's meant to take away uh, your rights to freedom and, and liberty and continue his, his move for tyranny. But uh, let's see. Okay, so here's some of the uh, executive actions that he put in place today with the stroke of a pen. Number one, issue a presidential memorandum to require federal agencies to make relevant data available to the background check system. So, in other words, you know, Congress had uh, spent some time making it uh, so that federal agents could not collect uh, information on gun violence uh, in this country. And now here comes President Obama telling them to go ahead and start sharing this information to improve the federal background check system. Tyranny. Number two, address unnecessary legal barriers, particularly relating to the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, that may prevent states from making information available to the background check system. Number three, improve incentives for states to share information with the background check system. Well, now you're certainly getting the idea why Matt Drudge put Adolf Hitler and Joseph Stalin up at the top of his page last week, given all of these executive orders. Number four, direct the attorney general to review categories of individuals prohibited from having a gun to make sure that dangerous people are not slipping through the cracks. Outrageous. Number five, propose rulemaking to give law enforcement the ability to run a full background check on an individual before returning a seized gun. Clearly, this is a power-mad dictator, and something needs to be done about it. Let's go to the phones, 818-985-5735. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Uh, I'll read more of these uh, for you in a moment. But are there any freedom lovers out there, 818-985-5735, who can save us? from this madness. Nanette in Northridge, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, I just wanted to say that people can look in the Library of Congress and see presidential executive orders dating way back, and some of them seem problematic, like in times of crisis, the government will be null and void, FEMA will take over. That's one of them. Right. The other one is, uh, let's see, oh, you won't have 
Access to your property. That means house, car, bank account. Yeah, but the, so, no, none of those, Nanette, none of those were signed uh, today. That wasn't uh, in no, in these twenty-three I'm outrageous, saying, scandalous, shocking, outrageous gun-grabbing uh, orders. There are plenty more. There are plenty more, and okay. I don't want to waste your time. But people can find these at the Library of Congress. But uh, so anything today that uh, that got you concerned about uh, your rights and freedoms uh, that uh, gun-grabbing um, Obama is taking away from you? I don't know about that. Uh, I really don't know. Okay. Uh, it seems like in every way, yeah. people's privacy and personal information is being encroached upon or spied upon. Okay. So I don't know. But but we don't know if, if there's any more personal. I mean, one of the things the NRA has called for, and I agree, of course, is a, a database of lunatics, as they described it. They would like the government to decide who are the lunatics uh, and, and make this database wide, widely available across the country. Are, are you in favor of that idea? Because that's what, that's what the NRA would like to do. Well, I would like to see some citizen involvement in that. <laughs> You know, who yeah. should decide who the lunatics are? Right. Well, citizens. <laughs> citizens aren't allowed to do anything uh, now. Like, it's like yeah. who are the terrorists, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. okay. I agree. All right. Thanks, then. I appreciate the call. Uh, 818-985-5735. Uh, let's go to Mark in Hollywood. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, hello, Brad. Nice to talk to you. And you. First of uh, first and foremost, I'd like to say I practice my own form of gun control. I refuse to own one. I had a person about four years ago break into my one-bedroom apartment. I didn't need a gun to get him out. Well, yeah, but what if somebody else, what if two guys come in? You'll need a gun. Or what if they come in with assault weapons? Uh, how can you feel I safe, Mark? I, I, I took a big chance, and I got the guy out. But the point of it is, Crazy. I think that the government should be allowed to do research at the CDC to at least find out the full effects of what gun violence does in America. And see, they're all for Second Amendment rights, but they choose to ignore our First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. Uh, well, that's... Know, they, they, yeah, well, that's exactly right. I mean, one of the things that they've done here is uh, Congress has, uh, you know, been threatening these federal um, these these federal organizations that if they uh, look into this information, if they research, as you said, uh, the causes of of gun violence and so forth, that they would defund them. Uh, and one of the orders that Barack Obama issued today, dictator Obama, I'm sorry, issued uh, this this you'll be shocked to hear this one, Mark. Uh, this is number 14. Uh, he issued a presidential memor he, he will issue a presidential memorandum directing the Center for Disease Control to research the causes and prevention of gun violence. Have you ever heard anything more tyrannical in your life? No, no, I haven't. But I am familiar with that, and I am all for. It. We we spend our money on things that are far crazier and stupider been doing good research and finding out the true facts of the effects of guns in America. Yeah, well, we spent trillions. I know. We spent trillions on homeland security when in one year more people die in America of gun violence than from all the years of terrorism up till now. Yeah, well, we're going to have uh, some good research uh, on gun violence now, thanks to Barack Obama and his tyranny. I appreciate your call, Mark. Uh, stay safe out there. I know you don't have a gun at home, so uh, the odds are... I don't need a gun. Uh, need a gun. Be, be careful. <laughs> I'm worried about you, Mark. All right, uh, thanks for calling in. 818-985-5735. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your broadcast. Oh, it looks like Jason uh, agrees with me here. Jason calling in from Los Angeles. Uh, hey, Jason, welcome to the broadcast. 
Yeah, how you doing? Hey, I'm okay. What do you think of this uh, tyrannical uh, power mad dictator Barack Obama today and his uh, 23 executive orders signed like that with the stroke of the pen? I think it's just going to get worse. Uh, how could it get worse? What 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 don't you like about uh, today and these executive orders, Jason? Well, the um, the, the fact that they're that they um, not that they want to take care uh, take all of our guns away though, but just this the the law that he signed was uh, it's, it's pretty uh, funky. I don't know too much on it though, but well, actually, he didn't sign any laws, Jason. Uh, he, he signed executive uh, actions today, twenty three uh, an executive order for twenty three executive actions. He didn't sign any laws. So was there anything first? We'll go to the laws in a second. But is there anything about the actions that that uh, really bothers you? Because I see on the call screen here that you're worried that the UN and the government is going to take our guns. They are anyways, yeah. You, yeah. you ever heard of Codex Alimentarius? Heard of what? Codex Alimentarius? No, I have not. What is that? It was signed um, during the, the UN meeting they had back when um, Bush was in uh, Bush was in office. Um, I think it was about uh, 1996 or something. Uh, he was actually on a yacht off of the coast of Brazil when they had that meeting. Okay. And he signed this this thing, um, this executive order or whatever. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was on uh, the Codex Alimentarius, which is uh, they want to um, basically reduce the population from uh, uh, 6 billion. Uh-huh. About ninety percent. So he just signed an agreement on a boat uh, to, and so yeah. he, he's he's grabbing. How is he reducing the population well, from what, this what uh, agreement, is, Jason? Uh, what they want to do is all the nations that join the UN. Yeah. They want to bring them together, and yeah. then they're going to um, uh, end up. Uh, um, they showed this one video on the the this gun thing uh, where they um, basically, yeah, it was. Um, they want to sign. They signed this thing called the Codex Alimentarius. To where the UN will come together and they're gonna um, take, I guess, all of the, all of the people that were uh, under UN. Uh huh. They're gonna take their guns away. Really? Now, Jason, uh, this was 1996, right? This, this, whatever uh, you said, the the uh, Codex Parliamentarian. Sure, maybe the 96 or like two. What What has the UN done since then to come grab our guns? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Supposedly, this was supposed to take effect in. Um, mm. Uh, 2012. Oh, my God. All right, this is the year. Thanks, Jason, for the warning. I do appreciate it. Uh, 818-985-5735. If anybody else knows uh, more about that, because this is now, well, no, wait, this is 2013. So they would have taken our guns last year, but I haven't seen any evidence of that just yet. But uh, don't kid yourself. It's coming. Let's go to um, Paco in Santa Monica. There we go. Hey, Paco, welcome to KPFK. Hi, I think he's talking about Codex Alimentarius, which actually takes away uh, rights to uh, vitamins and herbs uh, for medicinal purposes, etc., and doesn't seem to have ever been implemented. Nonetheless, uh, regarding... Still, what you, vitamins and herbs, it's just a step away from guns, Paco. It's, you know, just one and the same. Right. And plus, um, did you ever try to get vitamins or herbs last year in 2012? Impossible. No problem. Right. Well, it was easier to get uh, large magazines for my assault weapons. But in any case, regarding those uh-huh. weapons, I mean, it's absolutely horrendous what happened. But um, apparently, according to the FBI, something like 1% of murders occur from long guns as opposed to handguns, mm-hmm. period. So 
within that 1% are the assault weapons, and everything should be done about it. However, you know, Barack Obama could do a whole lot more to save children's lives by stopping drone attacks on innocent families in Pakistan uh, and elsewhere. I appreciate the call, Paco. Thanks for checking in. Let me go to, uh, uh, oh, Dave in Silmar. Uh, hey, Dave, welcome to KPFK. Oh, Dave? Oh, did we drop Dave? Shoot, it uh, looks like he had a good call. Um, to, as to some of the, I read you a, a few of the uh, executive orders that uh, Herr Obama put in place today, uh, which has led to calls for impeachment from uh, really, really smart guys on the right, Republicans like Matthew Vadim. He wrote a book about ACORN and how ACORN is stealing all of our elections. So you know he knows what he's talking about uh, when he calls for impeaching Barack Obama for this, uh, for this outrage. Um, but as to uh, some of the uh, as to some of the laws now, mind you, these are uh, laws that he's proposing to Congress. So our power mad president is taking these proposals, giving them to Congress, waiting for them to pass both houses of Congress, one of which uh, has a Republican majority. And then, if that happens, he'll sign them into law, at which time uh, they'll have to face constitutional scrutiny by anyone, any single citizen in the entire country uh, who will be able to go to court and challenge these laws. If that isn't tyranny, I don't know what is. So anyway, he'll, he'll be requiring criminal background checks for all gun sales. In other words, closing the, uh, the gun show loophole. Um, uh, criminal background checks were put in under the Brady Bill, which was supported by uh, Dictator Reagan, Dictator Bush Sr., Dictator Clinton. Uh, he will reinstate and strengthen the assault weapons ban. Again, that was supported by all three presidents. Uh, it ran from uh, 1994 till 2004, till uh, George, w, uh, George W. Bush, uh, the only one who apparently cares about freedom, decided to uh, let that lapse uh, to make it easier for folks like the shooter uh, in Aurora, Colorado, or the shooter in Newtown, Connecticut, to get their guns, uh, and to restore the 10-round limit on ammunition magazines. Now, what this means, if you're not familiar with this, uh, high-capacity magazines, for example, in Aurora, Colorado, um, the guy who walked into the movie theater there was, because of his freedom and liberty, able to shoot some 70 people within 90 seconds before uh, armed police showed up. So uh, they would like to uh, reduce that limit so that he, he could only have uh, 10 limit, 10 rounds before he had to reload. Talk about tyranny. All right, let's go to Madeline in Altadena. Welcome, uh, there we go. Welcome, Madeline, to the broadcast. What's on your mind? Thank you. Um, I, I don't know if there's any point. I was thinking about the, the article that just popped up that uh, a, a shooter in Taft was talked down by a teacher. Yeah, that, at the uh, in, in California. But yeah. Yeah, I thought that was important. But he was. He was talked down by a teacher without a gun. But it took right. him some time. Imagine if that teacher had a gun, uh, he would have either been able to shoot the killer or get shot himself. Uh, okay, thank uh, you. All right. Thank you, Madeline. I, I appreciate the call. 818-985-KPFK. Uh, let's go to... Um, uh, let's go to uh, Ted. Uh, Ted in Los Angeles. Hey, Ted, welcome to KPFK and the broadcast. How are you doing, Brad? Oh, I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm upset because this is sort of the day the the Constitution ended, as you know. Oh, 
come on. This, this is this is a positive step forward. Uh, I, I think that uh, Democrats talking about uh, gun control and bringing forward, uh, tightening up uh, people's access to buying guns is a good thing. We have too many guns floating around in our society. They are responsible for lots and lots of kids getting a hold of their parents' guns and causing violence to happen. We, we have way too much access to uh, weapons that can that can kill people right away, really easily. With you know, you hit the trigger and and a bullet comes out in two seconds. It doesn't even two seconds later. You got another bullet and you're ready to kill somebody. So Ted, we we might as well do away with the Second Amendment. Do away, trash the Constitution entirely. Is that what you're calling for, Ted? We have to have responsibility for gun owners, and uh, I, I think that we've got to be able to say that the people who have or are exercising the right to get a gun aren't aren't so troubled that they are going to use that gun to. I mean, it, it, it was about uh, our access to have guns was about having a militia to defend the country. It wasn't necessarily about I'm going to sit in my house with a submachine gun. And one day I get drunk and upset, and I go out and I kill my neighbor. Well, Ted, Ted, it was about, first off, it was about a well-regulated militia. In the Constitution, it calls for a well-regulated militia. Secondly, you can't have a, uh, a machine gun, because in 1934, we banned machine guns, despite what it says in the Constitution, in the, uh, the Second Amendment. And even guys like Ann and Scalia agree that we can ban uh, machine guns and we can well-regulate the militia. So now I'm, I'm really confused, Ted. I don't understand. I thought today was the day the Constitution ended. But oh, I think, I think today was a wonderful first step forward. I also think that, that yeah. hopefully Democrats are going to talk about, look, we need more funding for education. We don't need more armed security officers right. in schools uh, creating a situation where children... Uh, feel as though they are being crimin- I mean, they are being criminalized by by the very people who are supposed to be protecting them. All right, thanks, thanks, Ted. I appreciate your call. Yeah, we're going to protect the children, of course. Carlos, uh, let's go to Carlos in uh, in Carson, California. Hey, Carlos, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, today's the day the Constitution ended, don't you think? There's a big step towards that, but, but let me tell you. But, but wait, tell me, tell me what 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 was our big step today towards ending the Constitution? Because I'm looking at these uh, executive orders, and I could use some help here. How did we? Uh, what what are we doing? What were you concerned about today with what Barack Obama did? Well, you know, systematically, they're hitting all the different provisions of the Constitution, the Second Amendment, the First Amendment. Various amendments. Wait, how are they? How are they? Hitting, let's let's stick to for now. Let's stick to the Second Amendment. How are they uh, hitting the Second Amendment? Because I know that Barack Obama did, to his credit, uh, he expanded gun rights uh, more than uh, George W. Bush ever did. So he expanded gun rights. He allows you to carry them now on Amtrak trains. He allows them you, you to carry them into national parks. So how exactly did Barack Obama? Uh, how is he hitting the Second Amendment? Well, no, uh, listen. His executive orders are bypassing the the viable process, which is to go through Congress, okay? We're supposed to go through Congress to get these approved. He's becoming a dictator. I know, right, okay? exactly. Now, what what exactly... Yeah, what, hang on, Carlos, because i got to get to a break here in a minute, so I want to make sure we get this. He's becoming a dictator with these executive orders. Now, can you name any of the presidents who did not use executive orders who weren't dictators? 
No, I, 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 I cannot name any of them, but they're using that as a, as a supplement and going around the constitutional process. It's all about obstructing the Constitution and making it an obsolete an obsolete uh, document. But let, let me get to my main point here. Uh, well, okay, but what, which of these executive orders goes around the Constitution? Can you help me with that? Because I'm looking at all 23 here, and I know I've heard that these are outrageous and dictatorial, but I'm having trouble finding. Here's one. Provide incentives for schools to hire school resource officers. Is that one of them that goes around the Constitution? No, but I think he, he, he had others in there whereby he limits the amount of ammunition that you are to carry legally. No, that's a, a no, that's that's not that's not in the executive order, Carlos. That's one of the laws that he's one of the recommendations that he's making to Congress, which would have to be voted on by both parties, uh, both houses of Congress, and then approved, uh, signed by the president, and then face constitutional muster under the judiciary. So he he's not doing that, is he? Well, you know, I, I really don't, I'm not privy really to what he did today. My call was basically okay. to reinforce what that one gentleman said yeah. about the, the, the elitist families of the world finding a gradual process to take away our guns, to take away our guns as a setup for a future genocide, world genocide. They all belong to the Club of Rome. Yeah. Okay. The room and uh, where you got, you'll find David Rockefeller, Henry right. Kissinger, right. and this is part, Carlo, and this is part of that uh, that scheme. Right. It's okay. Part of that scheme of gradual, gradual buildup. Right. Uh, it's by, a little by creating, by creating artificial I... events like those two events that happened recently. The government was involved. They created it. They want to make a justification for to this arm. The government. The government was involved in in Sandy Hook. Oh, of course they were. Okay. Of course. All right. I haven't been able to find that evidence, but I believe you, Carlos. i got to get to a break. I, I'm sorry here. I do appreciate the call, though. And, uh, boy, it sure is gradual. All right, before we get to our break here, well, one more clip from the press conference, the announcement this morning by, um, by Barack Obama, by Herr Obama. Uh, this was uh, him. Well, I think this uh, speaks for himself uh, about the rights uh, and our Constitution. As Americans, we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights that no man or government can take away from us. But we've also long recognized, as our founders recognized, that with rights come responsibilities. Along with our freedom to live our lives as we will comes an obligation to allow others to do the same. We don't live in isolation. We live in a society a government of and by and for the people. We are responsible for each other. You know, the right to worship freely and safely, that right was denied to Sikhs in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. The right to assemble peaceably, that right was denied shoppers in Clackamas, Oregon, and moviegoers in Aurora, Colorado. That most fundamental set of rights to life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, fundamental rights that, that were denied to college students at Virginia Tech and high school students at Columbine and elementary school students in Newtown and kids on street corners in Chicago on too frequent a basis to tolerate it. And all the families who've never imagined that they'd lose a loved one to a bullet. Those rights are at stake. We're responsible.
Yeah, well, murder is a crime. There's that. You're listening to the Bradcast on KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. We're going to take a short break here. Come back with more of your calls. The phone lines are jammed. We're also going to be joined by Desi Doyen with some green news. Stand by. This is the Bradcast on KPFK. This is Jim Lafferty urging you to listen to KPFK on Saturday, January 19th from 2 to 4 p.m. for our live broadcast of a public forum on police spying in America. Every day, just one single governmental agency secretly gathers over one billion pieces of information on us all. So tune in to KPFK on Saturday, January 19th at 2 p.m. to learn more about this shocking state of affairs and what you can do to end it. This week on Smiling West from PRI, our dear brother Jonathan Kozel. Charity is a beautiful thing, but charity is not a substitute for systematic justice. And there is no systematic justice for poor children in this country at the present time. Plus, our dear sister Susanna Heschel, the daughter of the great Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel. It's all next time on Smiling West from PRI. Tune in Saturday mornings at 11 here on 90.7 FM and kpfk.org. Yes, once again, the law wins. Tyranny reigns. Welcome back to the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Glad you could join us here. You know, we got a lot of folks on the phone. we got a lot to get to, including Desi Doyen and the Green News Report. We've been gone for a couple of weeks, uh, so we've got our While We Were Out episode. Our phone number is 818-985-KPFK. Uh, this happened quietly last week. A federal judge approved a settlement resolving the class action lawsuit filed on behalf of demonstrators who were pepper sprayed at UC Davis in 2011. Remember that? Yeah, we talked about that uh, when it happened. U.S. District Judge John Mendez on Wednesday gave the final approval for the $1 million settlement. Uh, initially filed in September, as part of the settlement, the university has agreed to pay $30,000 to each of the 21 plaintiffs. A total of 250000 to their attorneys and a total of 100000 to be split up by 15 other claimants. In the very same week that it was found that um, uh, they acted uh, recklessly and dangerously, the, the police did there by pepper spraying students, peaceful protesters at uh, UC Davis, a military judge agreed that U.S. Army Private Bradley Manning's pretrial confinement for having allegedly leaked classified diplomatic cables was excessively harsh. But the judge refused to dismiss the charges against him. Instead, the judge reduced four months from Manning's potential life sentence that he hasn't even received yet while he's been jailed for two years and eight months so far waiting for his day in military court. The judge also delayed the start of his trial for another three months in the bargain. So he got four months off his sentence that could be a life sentence, 
that he hasn't received yet, and they've delayed his trial for three more months. Also in the same week, 26-year-old activist and Internet prodigy and pioneer Aaron Swartz killed himself after what his family describes as bullying by a federal prosecutor who filed 13 felony charges against him with potential penalties of nearly 50, 50 years in prison for something that has never been a crime and has no victims. And anybody who uh, was a victim, uh, including this uh, company that he supposedly downloaded files from, uh, even they urged the prosecutors, the U.S. prosecutors, to not uh, file charges against Aaron Swartz. At the same time, just a few weeks earlier, you may have heard that Britain's largest bank, HSBC, was slapped on the wrist with a $1.9 billion settlement, which is just a few weeks of profit, for having knowingly laundered billions of dollars for drug cartels and terrorist organizations and rogue states after federal prosecutors in the U.S. decided that any harsher punishment for them such as large fines or taking them to court or, God forbid, sending any single one of their employees or board members to prison for even a day, that that would potentially result in bankruptcy for the too-big-to-jail international bank. So they got off the hook, just as BP did a few weeks earlier when they pled guilty to 11 counts of manslaughter and other criminal charges related to the massive oil spill and deaths of 11 men on the Deepwater Horizon oil rig. In the Gulf of Mexico in 2010, they agreed to pay $4.5 billion in fines, which is a little bit less than they made in profit alone in the third quarter of 2012. They get to pay it off over five years. No one will go to jail. No one will face any jail time. Unlike what Aaron Swartz was looking at when he was looking down the barrel of 50 years because of this federal prosecutor, Unlike those peaceful, prosecute, uh, peaceful protesters in UC Davis who received a face full of pepper spray. Unlike Bradley Manning who hasn't even had his day in court. But if you're HSBC, if you're BP, you get to do anything. At the same time, the stooges who buy into the NRA nonsense continue to pretend that their big bad assault weapons are responsible for keeping this country safe from big government tyranny. You people are clueless. But let's go to the phones. 818-985-5735. Dave in Silmar. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the broadcast. Oh, Dave? Dave in Silmar. Yes. Hey, Hello. there you are. How are you, sir? Uh, what, what do I have wrong? What do I have right here, my friend? You got everything right. You're right on the money. And it just, it's so sad that uh, everyone uh, you know, doesn't know what's really going on. What's really but, going uh, on? Well, the one thing is, the executive orders are unlawful against the Constitution. Really? The executive branch, yeah, the executive branch cannot make law. It's called the separation of powers doctrine. It's treason. But uh, people kind of don't realize that because we've been in, in, in Nazi Germany for so long, we think it's all, all lawful. Well, hang on, Dave. But, hasn't hasn't every uh, president uh, issued executive orders? No, no, no. D George Bush did, didn't he? Yes, I said with the last 140 years since the, the, the 14th Amendment. But it's against it's called separation of powers doctrine. The legislature can make the laws, the executive branch enforces them, and the judicial branch adjudicates them. So, what they of these what of these twenty three executive actions do you find to be dictatorial and Hitler like, Dave? 
All of, all of them. It's just it's just nonsense. He he but said here one here's one of the orders: nominate an ATF director because we haven't had a director of the uh, alcohol, uh, tobacco, and firearms. Uh, for many, many years now, and so is that one of the executive orders that you say is uh, is outrageous? Yeah, all of them are. The, the thing okay. is, yeah. the Second Amendment, we can we have the right to have an M1 tank or an F-16 in our driveway. We do? A little, yes. Where is that? Where is that in the Constitution? Because I want to get one. Where is that in the Constitution that says we can have an M1 tank? We have the right to bear, bear arms cannot be restricted. Any arm. Well, well, well regulated because of a well-regulated militia. Don't they have to be well-regulated? No, no, the militia has to be trained. That's what regulated means. The problem is people look up with the dictionary where, what the words meant back when they wrote it, okay? Okay. But, uh, what, what did they mean when they wrote it? What did, they, what did well-regulated mean when it was written and that it doesn't mean now? Oh, no, it means a well-trained militia. That's what well-regulated means. Why didn't they say well-trained? Well, they used regulated, but it was a term they used back then. So do you uh, believe that all uh, people who want to buy a gun or an M1 tank need to prove that they're well-trained before they're allowed to have one? We should be trained, but, I mean, here's one little fact. Like, Kennesaw, okay. Georgia, yeah. people always say, well, if everyone had guns, they'd be shooting like the old K Corral. Yeah. Kennesaw, Georgia, 1982, population 3,000, couldn't afford a police department, uh, passed a law, everyone had to carry a gun. There's now 30,000 people in the town. It's the safest city in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Now, one shot has been fired in those uh, since 82. In, in, in anger or in defense. I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it up to know for sure, but with the other information you've given uh, and, and the facts, uh, the clearly the hard facts behind that, uh, I could never doubt you. Thanks, Dave. i got, I got to run. i got a boat, boat full of calls here. Let me try to uh, get into a few more. Uh, Miguel in, uh, in Whittier. Hey, Miguel, welcome to KPFK. What's on your mind, sir? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm okay. Well, here it is. It's pretty disgusting what I'm going to say. Okay. But everything that I'm hearing from a lot, like it's, especially this crackpot that just got off the phone right now, is pretty disgusting. Yeah. You know, why are, why are we as liberals, as progressives, because progressives are usually pretty caring people, yeah. why do we care what the uh, NRA is doing to, the own, to their own people? Twenty-some-odd white children, beautiful children, got blown away mm-hmm. by this madman with his mama's guns because she was afraid of the government and she had all these guns. And we're all riled up about it, right? Yeah. So why should we care? Frederick Douglass said that this country was an abomination. Why, wait, why, why should we care, why should we care why, that these 20... Why people want to blow themselves away? Then you know what the hell? Let them, right? No. No, right? no, 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 no. Because they're not blowing themselves... Miguel, i got to go. Miguel, they're not blowing themselves away. They're blowing other people away, people who don't want to be blown away. Uh, let me check out. I know we got a lot of calls, but I do have to get to Desi Doyen and uh, our friend Ernie Canning, our uh, legal analyst and uh, super-duper... Uh, guest blogger at bradblog.com is uh, calling to check in. Uh, hey, Ernie Canning, what's up, sir? How are you doing, Brad? I'm hanging. It's good to be back, my friend. Uh, I've only got a very few seconds here because i got to get to Desi and tons of other callers. What's on your mind, though? I wanted to put you straight to the top of the line. As I was st- stuck in traffic, both listening to you and thinking of the guys that are saying, hey, if you take my assault weapon away, it takes away my freedom. And I'm thinking, you know, I think red lights are taking away my freedom. I want to be able to drive through any intersection at any time, right. whatever I want. And uh, what's all this stuff with regulations and how we drive a car? And no, exactly. Speed limits. Speed limits are tyranny because, you know, for one thing, they don't stop all car deaths. There are still deaths even though we have speed limits. So uh, what do we have speed limits for? It's crazy, Ernie. Yeah, that's, that's our freedom. 
freedom being taken away. I know. It is. It's all about uh, taking away the freedom. Good to hear from you, my friend. Are, are you driving while talking? Yeah, that well, I'm driving while talking, and you're on my Bluetooth, and I can't get the, the volume down from it. Okay, well, we'll say that's legal for now, uh, but uh, but but guard your guns, uh, Ernie. They're coming for them. Thanks. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for calling in, my friend. Good to talk to you. Okay, tell Desi to get on in here because we do have to get to the green news. I know a lot of people want to get in, so uh, make your comments uh, very quick if you can. And let me see if I can get through a whole bunch of people here all at, uh, not all at once, but one after another. Um, let's see, Andrew in Los Angeles. Hey, Andrew, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, hi, Brad. Look, I don't have guns. I don't want guns. Uh, and, I, and I know that there is a way that we can do it without guns. But I respect the guys that need them. If they need them, they can keep them. Right. Okay? That's, that's the bottom line. And, yes, the government is doing uh, some stuff on us that is uh, out, out, outrageous. Outrageous. This is, in a way, a dictatorship. Well, Andrew, Andrew, hang on a second, Andrew. Now, they may be doing something that is outrageous to us, and I agree that they are doing many things. And I just read through a list of them, uh, and the people who are, you know, were sprayed uh, by the by the cops at UC Davis and uh, Bradley Manning being thrown in jail and Andrew Schwartz being uh, hounded to his own uh, death. Um, you know, what's going on with innocent people at uh, uh, at Gitmo, uh, the ridiculous drug war that goes on and on. These are some very real things, the Patriot Act. But where the hell were these NRA people with their big guns when all of this was happening? Where the hell were the NRA people with their big guns when police were arresting, pepper spraying, uh, shooting with grenades in the head uh, up in Oakland, right. uh, the Occupy protesters? Where the hell was the NRA then, Andrew? Well, they were... They were quiet and silent, unfortunately, because right. they have people behind them that are actually weak. The enemy is on the two sides. That's and, the bottom line. Andrew, the bottom line is they don't give a damn about freedom. They don't give a damn about the Constitution. They don't give right. a damn about the tyranny. This is all about gun manufacturers. This is about uh, you know the, the 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 gun trade, the weapons trade. Period. It has nothing to do with anything else. Anything else you've heard, you've been uh, scammed and conned, if that's what you've come to believe, Andrew. The one thing that, uh, that nobody talks about and nobody's elaborating is, is there, an, uh, is there an alternative to the two things? And basically, I, I, I am fearful of my own government at this moment. I've always respected the law, but I'm fearful, fearful of it. Fear, be fearful, but, Andrew. I gotta go. Don't uh, do be fearful of your government, but don't kid yourself that guns are going to keep you safe from your government. All right, uh, <laughs> it just don't happen. Their uh, drones beat your guns. Their tanks, their artillery fire, their rockets—they beat your guns. You want to beat this government? And it's okay with me if you do. If you want to defeat this government, you go to the ballot box and you fight to remove them all. And if you don't like what, uh, what Barack Obama is doing here, if you don't like the laws that he's passing, uh, throw them all out. They passed new gun safety measures yesterday in New York in the legislature. You don't like it? Throw them all out at the ballot box. That works. Your guns... Your semi-automatic assault weapons will get you nowhere other than dead. And with that, we got uh, Desi's theme song standing by. Kick it.
It's not easy being green. It seems you blend in with so many other ordinary things. Hey, Des. Gonna slow it down a little, eh? <laughs> well, you know, and I got to change always, the gears. I uh, change the gears a little, and I got. If you're on the phone, hang on. We may be able to get to you on the back end of this green news, but I want to get make sure we get to the green news report because we were off for a couple of weeks. Yes. And you've jam-packed a lot. Yes, quite a lot happened while we were gone. It turns out. While we were out. Yeah. Let's kick it. Here's today's green news report. While we were out, Shell Oil crashed in Alaska. Catastrophic heat wave and wildfires in Australia. Deep smog in China. Plus, it's official, 2012 was the hottest year on record in the U.S. Everything you've missed over our winter break and much more. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. 2012 was the hottest year on record, we think. The record book burst into flames. This is your Green News Report. Okay, yep, we're back. Happy New Year, Desi Doyen. Happy New Year to you, too. Now, I know you have a lot to catch up with since we've been off for the past couple of weeks, so I'll shut up, other than to note that out here in Los Angeles and out in Phoenix, the entire West Coast, it is absolutely freezing right now. Cold temperatures that we haven't seen in 50 years. Clearly, global warming is over. Congratulations. Except for that part where climate scientists say we can expect to see more extreme and intense weather events. Man, you guys got it coming and going, don't you? All right, what do you have for us? What did we miss over the last uh, two or three weeks since we've been off? Well, first, it's official. 2012 was the hottest year on record for the continental United States. That's according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. It was so hot in the U.S. How hot was it? That it was a full degree Celsius hotter than the previous record in 1998. Well, only a degree. That's not much, is it? Well, yeah, but, you know, when Celsius is not Fahrenheit, that actually works out to be about four degrees Fahrenheit, which is quite a bit. Not to mention that these things are usually measured in tenths of a degree, which actually has quite a bit of impact. 2012 also ranked second for the highest number of billion-dollar weather disasters in the U.S., including Superstorm Sandy. We saw 11 disasters costing more than $1 billion each in losses. And of all the weather disasters around the world in 2012, the U.S. got 90% of the economic losses. And while we were gone, the federal government released an unusually blunt report on the latest national climate assessment. It's just the draft version right now, but it baldly states that the evidence is now unequivocal that these catastrophic weather events and devastating heat waves are now more frequent and intense due to climate change caused by fossil fuel pollution. It also bluntly states that if no action is taken, average temperatures in the continental U.S. could go up 10 to 15 degrees Fahrenheit in coming decades. However, a new study out while we were gone says taking action to cut emissions now could prevent up to two-thirds of climate change impacts. Catastrophic bushfires raged down under during our break. We saw um, tornadoes of fire, and uh, the next thing we knew, everything was on fire everywhere. 
and they're still raging. The wildfires are driven by a record heat wave in Australia that is so hot. How hot was it? That Australia's National Weather Service had to add new colors to their weather maps to reflect a new record high temperature of 129 degrees Fahrenheit. You mean new colors on the actual map when they show how hot it is here? Yes. What colors did they choose for 129 degrees? Purple. Woo, that's hot. During our break, air pollution in China was so bad. How bad was it? It was off the charts. On a scale of 0 to 500, air pollution on Sunday in Beijing measured 755. Did they add any new colors? No, they can't see it. I see. They can't see anything because of the smog. In Alaska, Shell's Arctic drilling rig ran aground on New Year's Eve while we were gone. It's now been towed to safe harbor after being rescued by the Coast Guard. No oil spill this time, but why did Shell decide to move its rig in a near hurricane on New Year's Eve? Well, a Shell spokesman told the local newspaper it was partly to avoid millions in Alaska state taxes. Uh, this is the same rig that was heading up to drill in the Arctic for the first time that the Coast Guard had warned against. And the rig on the way up there had run aground, had all sorts of problems, had to get out during a storm. It's been a disaster so far for Shell. Yep. Well, don't sound so happy about it. <laughs> In settlement talks over the BP oil spill in the Gulf, rig owner Transoceans agreed to pay $1.5 billion to the federal government. While we were gone, retail gas prices hit a record high for all of 2012, and so did big oil profits. Lisa Jackson stepped down as administrator of the EPA. Former Washington Governor Christine Gregoire is being considered as her possible replacement. The New York Times closed its highly regarded and apparently not indispensable environment desk. They say coverage of the environment now spans several departments. Overfishing has caused the population of bluefin tuna in the Pacific Ocean to drop 96%. Plus, a new study of ants has found BPA in their little ant bodies in samples from all over the world. Finally, Concord, Massachusetts became the first city in the U.S. to ban the sale of plastic water bottles. Well, that's good. Go Concord. But other than that, we better not stay away so long next time, There's apparently. too much to cover. Yeah, and too much goes wrong. For more on what happened while we were out, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Remember, you can always download us anytime via iTunes, listen to us on your mobile device via Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio, like us on the Facebook and Follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. So at least we got a laugh out of Jeeves. She was uh, singing the uh, Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Yeah. Uh, all right, well done. That was a lot you fit in there. Well, there was a lot that happened, and there was a lot we didn't get to. So if you want more information on, say, that ant study that found the BPAs in their bodies all over the world, then check it out at greennews.bradblog.com. Uh, some additional news today. Ken Salazar. The yes, the Department of Interior, Interior. The Interior Secretary announced he will be resigning at the end of March, and so they're uh, going to have to scramble to find somebody else. Uh, and on top of Lisa Jackson, uh, the EPA administrator also announcing her resignation, uh, it looks like Stephen Chu, Department of Energy, the physicist, Nobel Prize winning physicist, he yes. may also step down as well. I mean, this is typically what happens after the first term. You know, you have to decide if you're going to stick around for the next four this years. This is not rats from a sinking ship? No, it is not. This, and, this is what happens all the time. And do you think with this Republican Congress that they will be able to get anybody, and I mean anybody, 
it's highly to, uh, to, to nominate uh, for the uh, EPA administrator or the interior uh, secretary. It's point. highly unlikely. Salazar was already very friendly to the industry as far as offshore drilling and opening up public lands for more drilling. He did, however, you know, do some other things as far as designating new national monuments and national parks. But he was such a friend to the industry that, that they complained, the Republicans in Congress complained about him anyway. So I can't imagine that anybody uh, that would be more environmentally oriented than Salazar will get um, get approved. I don't so. think they're going to be able to get anybody into the EPA. Well, they That's haven't gotten anybody prediction. on the ATF for six <clears throat> right. years, the Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms. So it's unlikely, I think, they'll at least put a well, huge actually, fire. In that case, I don't even think he nominated any, anybody. But in the EPA, uh, you know, with this decision coming up about the Keystone XL pipeline, I, I really, I don't think he's going to be able to get anybody uh, through this Congress. But let's see. Are you available, by the way, if they call? Will, will you take the job? <laughs> well, if asked uh, to serve, of course, I think serve. one would serve for one's country okay. right. That's if good. requested. <laughs> now, I noticed, uh, by the way, when we did uh, the Green News list, latest Green News report, it was really, really cold yesterday. But now, and so I said that global warming is over. Now it's going to be 80 degrees this weekend here in California. Looks like global warming's back on. Oh, you think? Well, that's what the, that's uh, your scientific assessment. That's I, yeah, that's what I say. Now, uh, New York Times closing down their green news desk. What's that about? Uh, that's kind of a big deal. New York Times, as the paper of record, also had one of the most important and uh, prestigious uh, environment desks. They had nine reporters, two editors. They have now dismantled the entire desk, reassigned those reporters. They're not firing anybody, but they said, well, because energy and environment news um, now spans across several departments, including business and politics, that we're just going to you know, have everybody do more sort of general reporting on this, which a lot of people are criticizing them, saying you're going to lose a lot of institutional memory and having those people at the same desk working together. They they think they suspect that coverage will suffer. Let's hope not. It will. It will suffer. Uh, Des, you got uh, stick around with me. Let me see if I can take a, another quick call or two here because I know we're going to leave a lot of people hanging on the lines. I'm sorry to do that. Just running out of time. Uh, we are. Uh, and by the way, Victor Rocco tweets that our friend Hal Sparks points out that you can't bring loaded guns into a gun show, which is weird. I thought guns keep people safe. Go figure. No guns allowed at the gun show. Imagine that. Uh, I got uh, oh, I got ten seconds apiece for you guys. I'm sorry, Dutch. You got about ten seconds. Welcome to the broadcast. Give it to me. Oh, Dutch. Yo. <clears throat> yes. Um, what President Obama is trying to do is get the and the NRA to promise that its members will stop shooting our children. Okay. I'm sorry. We ran out of time. Uh, I don't know what he's trying to do. It's outrageous. It's tyranny. Freedom. Liberty. Very funny. My thanks to uh, Desi Doy and our producer, Margo Paez, our super-duper associate producer. G, our uh, sound engineer today. Of course, stay tuned for John Wiener in the 4 o'clock report. He'll be live here in studio with Amy Wilentz on Haiti. Freedom. Liberty. I'm Brad Friedman. You can find me at bradblog.com. And, oh, yes, tweet me at the Bradblog. Good night, America. Stay safe out there.